When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. It is Sunday evening. I am recovering mm. very slowly, Brennan, from Michigan State, losing to Duke in yeah. the college basketball uh, NCAA tournament. And uh, But I'm here, and I, I have come out the other side. You know, I much like with fantasy, I am I get very into it in the moment. And as my wife said, I take it too personally. You know, I take yeah. it all too personally. But then once it's over... I really do shrug it off pretty fast. And that's that's where I am right now. I'm shrugging it off, yeah. feeling good about it. Game week 30 might take a little bit longer. But anyway, I'm Josh. Brandon, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I love the way you say you take sports personally. It just reminds me of our friend who we met at the Emirates, the flat cap old guy sitting in front of us yes. who was just like, yes. yelling, I can't stand it. <laughs> and it was like the the sports fan and not to denigrate them because I think we're identifying with those fans where the part of the weird, sick joy of being a sports fan comes from it all feeling like it's happening to you personally. Yeah, I think that's right. You said something to me earlier when I was I was bemoaning uh, the Michigan State game, and you said, well, you must enjoy it. There must be part of you that enjoys the feeling this way. And I was like, I think so. I mean, because I look forward to it, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but, you know, it's like fantasy. Like, I knew this was going to be a bad game week, and – I would say it went worse than I ever could have possibly imagined. I mean, <laughs> I guess Sun Sun getting a brace as my captain, uh, you know, helped obviously a lot. You know, but that happened yeah. in like the waning minutes of game week thirty, right? Every, everything up until the final, like you know, forty five minutes uh, were were awful. And you're I, like Jonathan yeah. Wilson at that point. You've already written the piece about what the game week story is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. even though that brace that yeah. Sun brace happens. You're not going to go and rewrite the whole story yeah. of the game week. And all assisted by Kane, who I didn't have uh, in my in my team, you know. But so I was just sort of, um, yeah. It was just, it was just a tough game week, and I, I I sort of I mean you know Friday was a tricky one for me because it was it really got me thinking about how um, you know just the feeling that like maybe the and like you know everyone got you know I, I presume it's like everyone who plays the game you know maybe it was just some of us I don't really know that maybe they randomized it but uh many people myself included got a survey from the fantasy game and mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to actually fill that thing out and send it in because um this game really got me thinking about how the game is a little it's it's almost it's more like a board game at this point Brandon you know okay like, what do you mean feel, by that like it's like not, it's not live like, like it's not like everything is like set up you know before it, 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 you're not really using technology I mean and again I, I don't mean to keep bringing this up yeah. on the pod you know but just my this NFL fantasy experience I had this fall first time I've done NFL fantasy in 15 years you know it's very eye-opening to me you know mm-hmm. players out you can just change them out for somebody else yeah. you know and like you know, something happens and you just that and it's like that's just more fun and there's this idea that it's like, well, like, you know, we have to make it totally fair for people who are in, you know, 
New Zealand or whatever, they can wake up in the morning. But it's like, I do get that, but like, it's kind of hard to satisfy everybody. And I feel like I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning sometimes to change my team or look out for injury news. And you just set an alarm and do it, you know, and then you kind of see what happens. The only people winning here are our friends in Greenwich meantime. That's, that's, that's it. But exactly. And so like, do you you not get the subs in FPL? It's autumn. It's automated. And when you were playing NFL, when you had a player who wasn't playing, were you able to bring in on on like the wire a new a totally new player? Yeah, you you can do that. Yeah, okay. it's it, you know you know uh, it's a little different because um they, it's like a you know it's just whoever's available to you, right? Okay. It's not like you know because it's it's obviously in, in the NFL style you don't um no one can own the same player, right? Yeah. Or you can co-own the same player. So it is a little different, but I, I would like the option to be able to take like a four point hit or to like you know I mean this week my plan was to save my transfer and. You know, there's, there's Rafinha news that broke on Friday, uh, but we have been like so like leaks have been so ruined by these like wind up merchants who think it's hilarious to just post fake injury news yeah. that now I don't trust anybody. And, you know, and then uh, um, I, and then the Rafinha, I mean, the Ramsdale stuff broke late in the day, too. And I mean, honestly, it was just it was a Friday afternoon. I had a friend over and I was like, I just I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered, you know, you to, can't like, to stop dig through all life of for Aaron Ransdale. Yeah. And it was just like, I wanted to, and if I had had more time, I probably would have done it. And it was yeah. just like, you know, and so I, I just, it was like, I couldn't, I could, I could not do it. You know, even, even having this fantasy account and having to like, right. knowing that I was going to come account for it two days later, you know, or this fantasy <laughs> podcast, I should say. Um, so, you know, I, I just, and so to me, it's like, oh yeah, they're trying to make it fair. But to me, it was like, it just, I should just be able to change it. Like, you know, it's right. like when the news comes out that Rafinha isn't playing, I should be able to change it. The yeah. next day, if it comes out that Ramsdale isn't playing, I should have an hour where I can just burn burn four and bring yeah. somebody else in. This is how they do it in all these other fantasy games, including right. European fantasy games, definitely in all American fantasy sports. And it just, it feels a little out, but it, and like, that's just like one minor thing. And like, yeah. I won't even get into like, you know, the lack of real-time scoring and stuff like that. And just, you know, it's just like there's, again, I the fantasy game has been very good to us. We like it. We love it. This is why we created the podcast. I don't want to come in like I'm like, I, like I hate it, but I just, it feels like IMG studios be... is one of the best places to spend an <laughs> evening, Josh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but it does feel like it needs to get modernized and that's, and that, so that, that I wanted it to be productive in the way that I'm saying yeah. this. I don't want to just like I'm complaining, but is, yeah. is, is, are the issues that like came to the forefront in game week 30, like that more, much more uh, visible because it was a blank game week. What I think is really odd about FPL is these weeks where you've got doubles versus blanks and you know, that engaged FPL managers are able to use these weeks often to their advantage. Yeah. Um, But that to me feels like where a lot of the things you're talking about are spin out from. Like yeah. you're missing players because not every team is playing this game week. Yeah. Usually a Ramsdale or a Rafinha missing of the injury report is resolved by you having a 15 uh, yeah. man squad to, to play. That's for. that's only true to an extent though. I mean, cause think about like pep rotation and you know, like if Phil Foden doesn't start a match and I brought him in that week and he's um, you know, he's on the bench. Like there's a very good chance he's going to come on for 18 minutes late in the game, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd like to be able to change my lineup. And and, a, and I, I honestly think even if it was just for the first game, that would be great. But I think they should do it for all the games. I think for every single game, I should be able to look at the lineup and have an mm-hmm. hour to change things, which is true of like basically every fantasy game except this one. And yeah. somehow like 
people have like drunk the Kool-Aid and they're like, oh, this is a good thing. It's good that my players don't play and I don't have a chance <laughs> to change it. And I'm like, maybe it's not like maybe it's actually more fun to just like have to like, you know, check in on things yeah. like, you know, it's like, listen, like we're, you know, 30 weeks into the season, like we've lost. 73% of all the people who started playing this game in August, why are we building the entire game for them? Like, why are we building it for the people who are going to quit no matter what? Like, why don't we make it for the people who actually are playing the whole season? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, what am I missing here? Like, it's yeah, just frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is frustrating. There is a part where you feel like we should hold more power as a voting block because we're super engaged, but there is this, yeah. I think you see it a lot on FPL social media, this this feeling that, you know, the hashtag FPL community is like the center of the universe, which For I sure, actually sure. find quite, quite, quite grating. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I would like to speak on behalf of the like 8 million disengaged managers from time to time where they, you know, and we're going to talk a lot about making fantasy fun. Yeah. Uh, on this episode. And I think there are eight, eight million plus managers out there who probably have a much clearer idea of how to make this game fun than, than <laughs> yeah. we do. Sure. And I'm just, I'm just saying that I, I just think it's, it's sort of, you, and you can still be a disengaged manager and still set your, you know, your bus team on Sunday and, yeah. you know, right. and then the game happens or not, but the people who are more engaged should have the option. And I just, and also like, I mean, honestly, I feel like what's happening right now is a lot of people are getting this leaked information and it's, and it just, it's making things actually even more inequitable in terms of like right. the results. It feels like we all know, and I'm not going to name any concert, but we all know that there are people who are getting this stuff early, yep. you know? And, and so it's not exactly fair to have it an hour and a half before the day. I mean, just the very fact that they had to make it 90 minutes to stop. <laughs> it's like, just make it a minute before the game starts. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. What you're describing is VAR, right? Everyone had <laughs> issues with refereeing in the Premier League. So they yeah. bring in VAR, which is meant to resolve the issue, but VAR actually creates more controversy and yeah. and other issues and that's what the changing of the fpl deadline from 60 minutes to 90 minutes is basically the var solution where <laughs> it didn't actually solve the problem now it's just created other weird lineup leak issues and injury news issues nobody yeah. knows who to trust because it's not actually verified and so on and so forth i don't know i just feel like we I'm ready to change them. I mean, the game has actually been pretty static. I'd say the last five years or so. Would yeah. you say? I mean, really, since yeah, they introduced the chips, chips were really yeah. it. And I think apart yeah. from that, the yeah, they moved yeah. all out attack. Did all out attack become triple captain? I can't remember what the newest chip was. It free I hit? think it became free hit. Right, uh, right, because right. it was right. yeah, bench boost, yeah. all out attack, triple captain. Yeah, yeah, and just I don't know. So I, I, I guess that was just sort of. I felt like. And I guess if I were to put like a bow on this and then we can yeah. maybe talk, I don't, I don't think we need to talk about game week 30 at all because it stunk. It was a disaster <laughs> and we're an international break now. So I don't want to like rehash it really. Yeah. But you know, I just feel like it was, um, I felt like I wanted better tools to, to actually, like I wanted to be able to take action and make my team better. And it was really right. frustrating to me that basically there was just nothing I could do except you know, wait and see if the leaks were true or not. And it's just mm -hmm. like, and that to me isn't fun. Like I get it as for some people, but for me, it was just annoying. You mm -hmm. know, it was like, I'm an engaged manager. I want to be able to see what's happening and adjust accordingly. And, yeah. you know, and I'm not sure why some people might be sleeping right now. It's like a compelling enough reason for that <laughs> not to happen. Like, you know, I just like what, you know, I don't know. It's like the, so, I mean, and, and I'm not totally unsympathetic to that, but I'm not in the, I'm not in the right time zone either as are, you know, as are you. Yeah. So it's like, I have some, you know, maybe like a slightly different perspective on this than 
um, you know, so anyway, that's, that's sort of where I am. I don't know if, should we, should we move on here, Brent? Cause yeah, well, yeah, I, I think on. we'll, I think we'll come back to these issues as we move into the discussion about, okay. um, you know, where we are in the season and, and what we want to change in terms of our attitudes and, okay. and our goals and whatnot. But, you know, I'd like to spend just a moment on game week 30 for a couple of different reasons. <laughs> yeah. I, Sorry. I kind of had a good week. I had yep. a green arrow. I feel somewhat vindicated, minorly vindicated in my, uh, a, my advice to people out there to play a free hit. I think there were a lot of great free hits out there mm-hmm. and B how I, I kind of resisted the wild card. Now we won't know how my strategy pans out for another month. I would say, but I came into game week 30 with what could be nine playing players. I ended up having eight, Mm -hmm. uh, including Jimenez because Rafinha drops out and I still had a really nice week on 62 points because I I spent four to bring in Kane and and captained him. Now there was a moment. So, so that was like the good story. I moved up (laughs) like, like 30 K overall. Great. Something actually you move up more, but that's 30 K is not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I I had the same feeling, but you know we we can build off of this in the yeah. international break, and I think wildcard might be on for me uh, okay. uh, during the break. But there was a moment during that very very painful Wolves Leeds match, right, where you know everyone kind of brought in Wolves defenders, and it becomes an absolute disaster class after the Jimenez red card. There was some discussion with our Patreon supporters about like while there was all this time taken is, is Jimenez going to be issued his second yellow. Yeah. And I having Jimenez vice captains kept saying, you know what? I invite the red card here for Jimenez because I think we have the makings of what could be like a historic, terrible game week. <laughs> yes. And you know, I think we were, I don't know if we, what pod it was last week. We were talking about this where like the, the classic fantasy manager where all you want is more mm-hmm. like you, your, your yeah. captain gets one goal. You want a yeah. second and you're yeah. only satisfied. And it works the other way too, Josh, where, yeah. you know, it was, I was on like negative five at some point during that Wolf yeah. match. And I was like more, make yeah. it worse. This is interesting. That is true. There was something interesting about how bad it got. I mean, and then, I mean, kind of in, in ways large and small, right, throughout. I mean, obviously you had the no Rafinha, uh, no Kilman. That, that I ended up with I, – I had done so much planning this week to get myself in a position yeah. where I had 11 players without taking a hit. You know, and I was like, mm-hmm. I, every move I'd made the last. You were like, I'm going to save my transfer this week, which I, did, yeah, I think you did. I did. Well, in the end, I did because I didn't know if the if the rumors were true. Right. There was like conflicting rumors. There was, there was like this Twitter account. I have to remember to go back and block him, but it was basically like, guys, <laughs> you know, Rafinha traveled. Like he's definitely healthy. I don't know what everybody is talking about. And so uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I guess he. You know, I was like, I don't know. Like you You're know, blocked, just, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm just following. You know the the story here. You know, and so. Um, yeah, and so I ended up with eight players. I had eleven players, and I saved my free, my free transfer. And then I ended up with yeah. eight players, and 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 one of those eight players got a red card and negative two points. I mean, it was just you know catastrophic. I mean, honestly, and you know, Sun Sun comes through with it with the captaincy and and redeems a little bit. Although you know, I mean, honestly, that just that just staunched the bleeding a little bit because everyone else Captain Kane and he got ended up with you know I think thirteen points in the end. But you know, yeah, still, you didn't die uh, on the battlefield. You're just going to die yeah. in a military hospital a couple of months from now. Congratulations. Enjoy the ice cream. A, yeah, it turned into a garden variety bad game again. This is this is what why this is also part of why the theme of this week's podcast is make fantasy fun again, right? Yeah. So in, we're in international break. We're going to talk about double gaming in a second here, but then we're going to talk about make fantasy fun again. And listen, you know, 
you want, you know, if this isn't for you, you can just turn it off in a minute here and that's, that's fine. But we'll see you next week. You will see you next week. Exactly. But it's, I, I, you know, we have, so I had this bad game week, but you know, sun comes through kind of staunches the bleeding. I end up, um, only falling, I think to 33.5 K or something like that. Right. So I went from, from 25 K to 33 K. Right. So like objectively not bad. Mm -hmm. Right. But I have been, you know, so for people who aren't familiar, you know, most people will be, but there's this uh, concept in poker of tilt, right, Brandon? Mm -hmm. And then there's, and then there's like mega tilt, which is, all right. So tilt is basically like something doesn't like something doesn't go your way. You know, you get unlucky and then you kind of like, just stop, like you can't kind of get over it, you know, and it starts to like change the way that you play a little bit. And then there's, there's full blown tilt which is like an even more extreme version of a brand where you are just okay. in full blown tilt. Wait, so it goes tilt, mega mm-hmm. tilt, and yeah. then full blown tilt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And me- mega tilt, I don't really use. I just go tilt, full blown tilt. Like, There's no one, in between. Defcon I don't see how mega tilt is really one. helpful. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You, you don't see which one, how it just tilt itself. I, I, yeah. I know mega tilt. Like, mega I, don't, tilt. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah. who, who out there is tilting, who is going to stop short. Either either yeah. not just be tilt or stop short of full blown tilt. Yeah, but these you, mega tilters yeah. they sound they sound psychotic. Actually, that's true. We need to meet some of them. Yeah, we need to have a meet up, meet up of the mega tilters. Uh, the mega tilter meet up in New York City. Um, I think I see them on the subway sometimes. Yeah, so, very much so. Yes. <laughs> so I kind of came to a realization this this uh, this weekend. Yeah, today that I like I am like a I recognize like it's like I almost like hadn't realized it until now that I have just been on basically full-blown tilt since the festive fixtures right so in december i'm cruising along yeah. i'm up to 7k overall i really feel like i'm playing well i'm like you know heading towards what i think could be my best ever finish right and i've mm-hmm. you know and i really wanted to finish in the top 1k this year and you know i've gotten close a, you know, a couple of times and uh and then the covid stuff happens and it felt very it was i mean as we all know and like it was it was just completely random you know, and some people were um, not like some people were holding transfers in the same weeks that I had four players. And I'm sure I know I know the people who are even worse. Right. And so I don't want to make it sound like it was the only one who's affected by this. Right. Meaning yeah. meaning there were week to week because of covid postponements. Managers were in wildly different positions, not yeah. based on strategy, but just based on. Uh, how the, how the uh, virus fell. Yeah, exactly. And then there are people who are like, Hey, we're all in the same boat. So what's the big deal? And I'm like, we're not in the same boat, you know? So uh, you're blocked. You're, yeah. You're blocked. I just need to block more really. So, um, and I feel like I, and, and again, like I know that like, obviously COVID, obviously Ukraine, obviously there were things out there that are much more serious than fantasy, but mm-hmm. fantasy is in theory where I come to escape that kind of stuff. Right. Sure. It's a fun I mean, we're, you know, this is fun doing this podcast, even when I'm complaining right now is fun. It is fun. And so, um, like, I don't want to make it sound like I have no perspective on this, you know, but Mm -hmm. it was just like, but I I really do, but it was just, um, it took the, the, the fun distraction suddenly became just like, I was just so tilted about, about how unfair it felt, you know, not Mm -hmm. because of any, not because of any particular fault. It wasn't the fault of the game design exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, although being able to change players and stuff like that more easily would have been nice. But so you feel at this, at this, at this point in this story, you're just, you're, you're tilt. 
I, well, I think I got more and more tilted as okay. the, as the weeks went on. And Would you suggest that like just regular tilt is somehow un, imperceptible, like to the person who's tilting? I think so. I think that might be true, and I think yeah. that's that's actually a scary place to be because. And we have I definitely had this in fantasy, as I think you have as well. Yeah. You know, where you just are making bad decisions because you're just not happy you know otherwise known as a knee-jerk move reactionary thing like oh i brought this player in and he's done bad and he's i'm burning for to get him out so i think since exactly so i think since december i have been basically mourning my lost season you know and and i know that sounds dumb but i think it's honestly true where i've just been like well like the season is, it's totally unfair. And it's, you know, I mean, I got, I know I'm just complaining. Like, this is dumb. No, this is how my head is, where my head has been, you know? And I'm just, and so I've just like everything I've done, it's like, I've been trying to chase a little bit. I've been trying to be a little different and it has just, you know, kind of made things worse, honestly. And, and I think it is, it has also affected the way I watch these games. Cause I, I guess like I'm watching every game through the lens of like this lost season, you know? And so, and so anyway, the, the, so thinking about this, um, I realized that, you know, we have this idea that we should make fantasy fun again. And that's the sort of the idea is like, how do we make sure that we're enjoying ourselves and we're doing this? Because of course we don't have to do this. There's no, there's no, it's not a job for anybody, you know, um, or maybe a content creator, but that's a different thing, right? But just playing the game itself is, it's just, it's just for fun. And so if it's not fun, then you shouldn't do it, but it is fun most of the time, you know, and it's like, how do we, so how do we make sure we make it fun? And I feel like we haven't talked enough about how to make fantasy fun, fantasy fun again on the podcast in a while. And so we, it's become hollow here at always cheating, hasn't it? A little at times, you know, (laughs) I mean, I'm feeling very engaged right now. So maybe it was like, maybe we just, we just needed to talk like in this moment as I'm talking to you, maybe we we just need to talk this out a little bit. Uh But, um, I think, um, yeah. So anyway, we, we put out the call and, uh, some people gave us some advice and thoughts on how to how to make fantasy fun again. And um, so we're going to run through those, talk about that a little bit. I think it's, I think there's some really good points there, some things that really clicked with me. Um, and so, you know, you and I can go through that. And yeah. uh, before we do, Brandon, do you want to just talk a little bit about, um, now that the FA Cup is final, we have some actual double game weeks coming. And so do you want to talk about which teams have confirmed doubles in 33? Yeah, right. So uh, the round of the FA Cup that was played this weekend, the results have now moved the Premier League fixtures around. And we've confirmed these doubles happening in game week 33. So I'm just going to run through these teams. This is by virtue of the results from this weekend. Manchester United double in 33, as do Leicester, Arsenal, Newcastle, Southampton, Brighton, and Burnley. Now, to those those teams each have like degrees of difficulty within those doubles. Manchester United is a particular interesting one because they host Norwich, the worst team in the division, at Old Trafford in the first half, and then they're away at Anfield for the second half. Like, I can't imagine a greater disparity in a double. Yeah, that's true. It's like, I feel like that Liverpool-Norwich-Leeds one was like the only, like, real beauty of a a double. Now, for for somebody in my position who's looking to wildcard over the break, like, the optimal scenario would have been the exact opposite, right? Which Which was the impossible. Where if like uh, if Chelsea, Manchester City and Liverpool all lost this weekend in the FA Cup, they'd all double in game week 33. And my wouldn't that have been brilliant for people who could just load up on those players. But of course, that was never going to happen. So what that means then for those big hitters, City, Chelsea and Liverpool, is that uh, they have singles in game week 33. Uh, And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in game week 36 because we get to the 
the now the, uh, the semifinals of the FA Cup, and that will determine what happens in game week 36 with po- potential doubles yep. there. So with these with these doubles in 33, what what's your takeaway, Josh? Are there particular teams that you're like, I've got to get a piece of that? Well, I think, um, you know, I thought it was encouraging to see Leicester play so well. Um, I thought, you know, James Madison, um, uh, you know, scored that nice free kick, but he also bossed the bonus points, you know, mm-hmm. and that was, um, I think... He so he's he's definitely someone that's on my radar a little bit. I thought uh, maybe him a little more than Harvey Barnes, who sort of became the transfer du jour. I like them both, um, but yeah. maybe Madison. Now, if it seems like he's going to be trusted enough to to get some starts, like he's just had some injury problems, and so right. I feel like you know. But given how we played today, it's sort of um, maybe 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 I can trust him a little bit more. Um, yeah, Man United is a tricky one. I agree. I mean, I don't really know even where I'd go there. I mean, it's it's tricky to. I mean, that Norwich match is great, but do I trust men United to score five goals in that match? You know, yeah, it's like, I, yeah. I, I just, it, it becomes an issue of budget for me with Manchester United where, yeah. you know, if, if we didn't want to invest in players like Salah and De Bruyne and, and go with, you know, maybe double Liverpool defense, we'd have some extra cash for yeah. Bruno or even Ronaldo. But I just think given how mediocre Manchester United's relative form has been combined with the price tag on these players, we want to get, yeah. Yep. It's not worth visiting for me. I think this is the, the most divisive team here is going to be Burnley. Yeah. Because we all bought on Burnley for their doubles earlier, like a month ago. Yeah. And it didn't really work out. Yeah. But here's the thing. Burnley also double in game week 31. Yeah. So over the course of three game weeks, they have five matches. Yeah. And they and, have another one still to right. make up at some point. I, do you remember Burnley missing this many matches? I, it's like, did they miss like nine? Like it was way more than I remember. It, it's like no one was paying attention. It was sort of like, <laughs> the you know, the killer at the end of the movie was, you know, always somebody in the background. It was, like, <laughs> was like Watford had all those doubles for a while. And I was like, I don't remember Watford missing a single match. Like how do they have seven doubles to make up there? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I think Veg Horse is I if I wild card over the break, uh, God help me, Veg Horse you know, is coming in. Well, you know, I'm in the same spot. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have I'm not gonna camp at him. I mean, I think Mo Salah plays Watford at home, assuming he's healthy, yeah. right? Yeah. That is now the question. If if it looks like there's like a significant issue there, yeah. um, then that's that's a different story. Um and, and I suppose Bruno probably comes into the conversation just because Man United do have that double. Uh, but, or maybe I guess Sadio Mane would be up there too. Um, Cause Man United do have, or, I mean, excuse me, Liverpool do have a double to make up at some point. Um, yep. It's tricky, right? There's a lot of, a lot of dangling, dangling. We know for, for a fact that they have to make up the, um, uh, the Aston Villa match yes. at some point, a way to Villa. Yes. Um, so it looks like it could be 36. I thought I saw uh 37 thrown out as a possibility too. I guess that would be if they lost the, hmm. They lost in the semis, right? Yeah, I'm I'm a little murky on those details. I'm a little murky. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter right now. We'll, we'll, it, it, we'll all make that, sense. That's exactly yeah. the point. Yeah. We'll let we'll let uh, Ben Krellen figure that out for yeah. us. Um, yeah. Like yeah. I think what's happening going to, up to game week 33 is enough. And even if you're yeah. looking to wild card right now or in in game week 32. I still don't know that what happens in 36 and 37 is going to impact those decisions because you know, the teams that are likely to benefit from doubles or, or blanks will probably be the likes of Liverpool and City players, which you'll probably already have. 
I think, uh, yeah, that, 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 that is very true, which actually does make things a little bit easier. I suppose right. Chelsea will have to think about, um, too. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, and Chelsea actually have two, two to make up and they're two pretty good ones. Um, uh, Leicester at home and leads away. Um, mm-hmm. so they're definitely going to be my radar again. That's like a whole, that's a whole other ball of wax. Like what midfielder, I, maybe Kai Havertz actually does become part of the conversation. Finally, yeah. you know, you and I haven't been just because last year we kind of invested in him early. Both, we both have had a lot of love for him. And I, I was really impressed when he played for Bayer Leverkusen and it just didn't come together last season. And so I feel like it's like taking me a little, it's, it's like, you know, I believe I'm, I'm pr- like, he's clearly much like taking a step forward this year. And it's like, I have to kind of like get there, but I feel like, well, I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's, now. it's been, it's not been a straight line because yeah. at the start of the season, as you yeah. said, we had yeah. last season's performances to get over despite yeah. him scoring a uh, champions league winning goal. Yeah. But then Lukaku comes in to start the season and you right. think this totally right. changes the shape of the attacking tactics at Chelsea. And Luke, you know, it took the Lukaku narrative to like, burnout and yeah. then you still he had to restart the kai Havertz sort of part of it <laughs> yeah, and true. i feel like we're now yeah. we've now gotten to a space where there is some yeah. level of certainty with the chelsea attack and the reese james narrative now he's back in training but he got called up and maybe he's not gonna, it's like very it's all it's all a lot but anyway i i think i and so we can talk i mean obviously we have um we have another podcast to go before even game week 31 so we can talk more about actual strategy. I just wanted to know that this was happening and maybe I highly suggest everybody wait a week uh, to make any transfers unless even if you're point one short, I feel like, you know, it's just, I just, it's hard to recommend anyone take a trip, especially with the solid news, right? That's just yeah. like sort of hanging there as a big, as a big problem. But I, I'm sort of with you. I think I'm going to end up having Veghorst as well, honestly, just because of the, um, because of a Jimenez. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, right. Problem now. Right. Yeah. In a vacuum, you say, I want to get mm-hmm. Veghorst in and, and somebody who's seen Burnley play will just say, well, why make yeah. a case? And yeah. Yeah. it's a really negative case to be made because you're just like, why not Veghorst? Yeah. Like yeah. who, who in his place and yeah. just by sure volume alone. Yeah, he's better than Lacazette at this point as a fantasy option. Yeah, or I guess you'd have the uh, you'd have the Calvert Lewin uh, Richarlison duo, right? Because Everton uh, double as well. But I don't love that. And then they play Man United the next week, and mm-hmm. Leicester, and then Liverpool and Chelsea. Like basically every match after that double is pretty bad. And at least with Burnley. You get Norwich away the following week, and then you get West Ham and Southampton. And Southampton have not been very strong defensively, uh, so mm-hmm. I, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mind that. Um, I'm not in a great spot for the doubles at the moment. Um, I think I have, um, I've got, I've got three Arsenal. So that's assuming that Ramsdale is healthy by then, which I presumably he will be. So I've got three Arsenal. Uh, I mean, he was in the stands. It wasn't like he had like you know imminent surgery or right. The Ben Dinnery report on Ramsdale is, uh, he has got an injury, a muscle injury. (laughs) I heard it was a hip problem. Yeah. So I have, I have, it'll be out for a few weeks. It says a few weeks. Okay. So it might be close then we'll, we'll see. But I guess game week 33 would be like five weeks from now. April, April 4th is potential return as listed. So, you know, the word few is, uh, is, is is often misrepresented. Josh. And game, that's true. And, but, you know, players often come back later too. So who knows? But, yeah. but April 16th is game week 33. So we have some time there. So I, I only have four players, but I have, um, so that, and then we have game week 31, 32, 33. Um, and so I have four, cause I have a transfer in hand still. So I've got four transfers that I can make for free. Um, and I can, if I spend all of those double game week players, then I'm at 
eight players, which is probably enough considering um, I can't drop any of my, man, my Liverpool players because they're going to double later on. Right. It's a mouthful, mm-hmm. but there you go. Yeah. So I've got two, uh, three, four. I have four yeah. double game weakers, but um, as, as mentioned, anyway. a wild card uh, yeah. certainly before then, and that'll all change. Well, there we are then. I think it's, uh, there's, you know, a lot to happen and we, this has been a meaty opening brand. It's 30 minutes so. of content yeah. here. Um, so let's quickly, I want to read the top 10 of the always Street super league. We haven't done that in a while because we've had all these weird double game weeks in the middle of the week. Uh, intent is Sondra hog in ninth, Ben Fowler and eight in eighth Finn Solly in seventh, Kim, Tani Hendrickson. I just love that when you hear all these names, Brennan, you can get a sense of how international they always change. Very much so. Yeah. You know, was it 25,000, 25,000 managers in our super 25,000 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, sixth is Juan Rodriguez in fifth, Sam McAfee in fourth, Mike Lehu, uh, in third is Kevin Walsh in second is Philemon de Torre. And in first overall is Hendrick Matson. Hendrick had 44 points, much like me, Brennan. Good to be in Hendrick's company this week. I he drops he all the way the down same. to fifth place overall in the fifth world. In the That's world. what a terrible yeah. game week does for yeah. you way up yeah. at the top. So if you want to chat with us, a very active uh, Slack this week. I, I couldn't be on it, Brennan, because I was uh, pouting about how bad things were going. But Fair I, I came back on and there was lots, lots of stuff going on all over the place. I can't, you know, I survived the last, the last cheater standing, which I was that's really excited what, about. That's what matters. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's, I'm hanging on. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if you want to say thanks and support the cheaters and join, join this community. And we always have fun on there, Brandon. And if there's an, That's a any, any dissent is quickly crushed under our iron thumb in a fun way, um, in a fun way. Yeah. We crush you in a, you know, and you'll like it the whole time. <laughs> um, so if you want to say thanks and support the cheaters, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We give away t-shirts. We do an extra podcast each week. We've got a week in review newsletter and all kinds of other stuff. Brandon, let's take a break and get back and talk about making fantasy fun again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brandon, we're back. As mentioned at the top of the podcast, in case you forgot it, uh, today's, because we've gone on for a long time there, today's theme is advice for making fantasy fun again, Brandon. But really, yeah. it's just, just remember that. Make fantasy fun again. Focus I'm on I'm wearing that. my make fantasy fun again t-shirt. I see that. Gosh, yeah, so I'm, it's bringing there. me some some MFFA vibes. I can, I, I like, and it's a good, it's a good looking shirt, Brandon. That baseball tee, three quarter mm. sleeve. Um, so... You know, we pulled a lot of, uh, you know, I put the call out there. We got a lot of great advice. Um, I, you know, uh, and thank you to everyone who responded, including some people who DM'd me um, and really very, just very nice uh, people. And I think just people who who knew that tilt feeling that I was talking about before. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I'm like, you know, sitting here in a rage or whatever, but I'm just, I'm just, I just want, I, I want to be productive or, you know, like I want, like, it's like, I don't want to just sit around and be like, oh, this sucks and I hate it. And I, you know, it's, it's like, I'm like, all right, how do I like get over this? Is kind of how I feel right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, and even just talking about it the way we have on the pod has already started to cheer me up, you know, a little bit. Um, you know, this is like why people go to therapy, right, Brandon? It's like sure. it sort of brings you out. Talk you therapy. Out your, that's uh, yeah, what's happening therapy. right now. It's kind of what's happening. Uh, not intentional, but uh, that that's where we are. So um, we have advice for making fans fun again. So a lot of people uh, put out the call. And I, I, you know, I just grabbed a few. Um, if, you know, if I didn't list yours, uh, it wasn't because, you know, I, I just grabbed some that I thought were representative of a different kind of range of, of responses. So right. um We'll start off here with, and this is just sort of different ways, I think, I mean, to, to give it like a little more of a frame, different yeah. ways to enjoy yourself, more playing fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, and and to me specifically, and some people were like, you know, um, you know, just like, you know, get over the game week when it's over. And mm-hmm. I think game week to game week, I'm, I, I can do that pretty well. You know, I think the biggest thing that I... Unless we're talking about like the COVID stuff that I was talking about, where it's just like it's a like it's a you know it's several weeks of just like annoyances, you know, uh, kind of piled up. Um, but I think that it's the uh, it's the actual in-game experience that I want to improve. You okay. know, it's the experience of like actually watching matches on the weekend because if that's if that's not really fun, then that's like really where you like that's the problem that has to be fixed, right? Like if you're not just like enjoying the game, like like you know, watching Liverpool play because like you have this complicated relationship with effective ownership and you're like, well, you know, if Jota even touches the ball and completes four more passes, then yeah. he's got a bonus point and he's going to nick Salah. And it's just like, you know, it's you a can, tough place to be. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Anyway, here's some, here's some responses. Here's some ones that I liked. Mm-hmm. First one's from uh, flapjack who says, um, I said, I think the only way to make fantasy fun again would be to never check EO ever again. Because <laughs> yeah. back in the day, I'd share any return. Now I'm, it's just hoping Sun doesn't haul. And if the others do something, it's just whatever. Or uh, I need to go back to only caring about the mini league with my friends. <laughs> so can we talk about EO for a second here, Brandon? Okay. And just to underscore EO is effective ownership. And that would yes. be how many players um, playing FPL have you know, stake in somebody yes. like Hungman's son in game week 30. And then yes. Yes. As, as we suggest that that impacts how you watch son play. Now, I think one way around this, and you can talk about like, I, I don't actually think too much about EO to be honest. Okay. Um, I, I think I do actually focus 
on mini league and who around me has particular players. And, and I'm sort of, I'm rooting for outcomes based on how yeah. I can jump players in my mini league specifically. We'll, we'll talk about overall rank, I'm sure in a moment. And that's yes, a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Um, but I think in this specific example, what helps me is I just really love watching Sun Hung Min play. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is an easy way around effective ownership every time is you're like, well, yeah. You know, I guess everyone just loves this guy. It's a lot of fun to watch. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think getting back to actually loving the game. I mean, there are times when, um, it breaks through. I mean, I think somebody, and I, I, and maybe I, I I ended up skipping around here too much. And so I don't, I don't want to do that too much, but somebody said that like one strong piece of advice was don't watch games with bad teams. Like just, just like stop. Like when, you know, yeah. it's like when Norwich and no offense to these supporters or whatever, but they're bad this year. Right. When we, you know, when Norwich play Newcastle, especially early on in the season, when Newcastle yeah. were, were dreadful, right? Yeah. Like when Norwich play Newcastle, I will pretty much watch that. Yeah. I'm home and it's on. I'm, I'm watching you're, that for two hours. Right. You know? And in so doing, you're nurturing the addictive side of yourself that you're like, right. well, I'm watching this because of FPL outcomes and yeah. probably yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Now, I think there are astute fans like, I mean, Chancer Dan, like elite level uh, FPL brain. And I feel like he watches virtually every match just because he just like straight up enjoys it. Like it's, yeah. it's just like his brain is a football. Yeah. Um and then there are there are other people where that's probably just not healthy for them, where they just yeah. never turn it off. That's yeah, that's true. I guess uh, yeah, it's it would be fun to have that brain as a it's a fun metaphor, like image of FM, you know, with the brain as a. <laughs> I feel like brain that's probably <laughs> he's he's basically Homer Simpson the way I painted him there, but. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. But to get to get back to the EO thing again, I think um, I have started to, I mean, there, there's sometimes when I just can't resist, like I had mm-hmm. like, it's, sometimes you can't avoid it because people are just going to post about it more often. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, I can't resist, uh, knowing I like, I had to know what Kane's effective ownership was this weekend going into it without him. You know, I was like, yeah. okay, I have to know, but it often doesn't help. And I think, it, I think the way it, knowing like knowing how owned other people are is less of a problem for me than knowing how owned my own players are. Mm-hmm. You know, like that has, has become a, a bigger hindrance to me, which is that like, if I have Trent Alexander Arnold and, you know, I'm in the top wherever I'm right now, I'm 34 K, right? So people in my over, in my, in my rank band, right? He's mm-hmm. 95.2% owned, right? So effectively like doesn't matter what he does in the match, <laughs> right? It's like he could, he yeah. could have 37 points, you know, he could have like the greatest fantasy match anyone's ever played. And I might move up like a couple hundred spots. And then, yeah, that's but sort let of, me, you know, let me yeah. stop you right there because exactly <laughs> yeah. what you said, you move up. It's not like if something right. happens, you move down. And it's, uh, so online sports betting is now a thing in New York yep. state. So this is yep. something we've yep. been dabbling in. Yep. And, um, you know, I, my nature is just take the money line and uh-huh. like you put in yep. 10 bucks and you're going to get 12 bucks back. Yeah, you're yep. probably like, well, that's a silly bet because, you know, look at this. I'm going to do this com- complex parlay. And yeah. instead of getting a two dollar return, not necessarily the parlay, but just like I would take the points or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. and um, I think that there is and OK, that that's like a whole different world. But I think yep. 
when you've got a fantasy team where you've got 11 different players who are going to impact your game week score and one of them has this effective ownership issue tied to it where you're only going to get a minor positive out of it yeah um I feel like that means you're on the right track. That means you have the right player. You're playing the yeah. right strategy, right? Because yeah. it's that popular. Like, A, you kind of have to take heart from that. And B, um, it's got to challenge you to what have what has been included in your strategy, you know, to flank um, the effective ownership of that one specific player. Who's the other player in your team that you know is going to do well this week that's going to really help you? You know what I mean? Well, I think that's great perspective. I just, I just don't have it. You know, it's uh, <laughs> you just have it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what I have to, to have to work on a little bit. As I, but I think for me, it's I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think there's a kind of I, I was talking about this with um, with uh, with our friend Dave uh, earlier this week because we were actually talking about the the mobile sports betting thing and and sort of this like feeling of like, well, how good can you get? It's actually interesting because it's really happening in the fantasy game as well right now, which is how good can you get without doing modeling. You know, like without mm-hmm. like, you know, without like running your own model, you know, and um, in order to do that, you really have to get a lot of other things right. You know, you've got to be like have a strong strategic sense. You've got to be a good like planner. Um, you know, there's just like a lot of things that you have to um, sort of get right. And but for me, it's like I've always been able to get around that because I'm just like an information junkie. You know, I can just absorb. I love absorbing information. I can just like, like I'm just, you know, soak it up. You know, it's like fantasy mm-hmm. content. You know, whatever it is, you know, this is how I, I've, I've always been this way, right? Like I learned, you know, chess and like the next week I'm like buying like five chess books and just, you know, I can't help it. Right. And so it's like knowing that the, there's like this, FF, like this, all this FPL data out there, it's so irresistible to me to right. go out there and get it. And so it's, I almost do need some like guardrails on me to like stop myself from, from checking it, you know? And so, yeah. and I just don't think I have that you're kind of positive perspective it's funny because i don't think of you as having a positive perspective necessarily although you sound very positive right now well I mean, what is your what, what what makes you negative like what are you uh what what brings you down when you're when it comes to fantasy what but a lot of josh talk on this pod so far well god that that's a good question i mean i just hate losing i am um, <laughs> i i tend to be uh competitive but um I don't know when I when I put forth this positive attitude, it is usually a to do the like counterpoint. Yeah, trim me uh, off or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right, and also um, just the logic of it all. Like when I get very negative, um, I think it's very easy for me to reflect and say, "Well, you know, the reason why you are feeling bad is because of X, Y, and Z." Now, it's I think it's like it's e- super easy to identify the problem. The hard part is is solving it. Yeah. Um, as far as like, like what I can't stand, what I really can't stand is when I try to be different in fantasy and it goes poorly. And, um, I think, I think my issue strategically then is usually when I try to be different, it's either rash or it's, um, not, not mega tilt Josh, but rash. Yeah. Um, or just like an uns. A, a gamble unsupported by data, which is probably a definition there of was, a rash move. There was a, a one of the comments I, I put it on here because I, it's like it's, it was like the least like sexy comment, but it was one that kind of resonated with me a little bit. And it was from Darren Bird, and he said, and he said, advice for making fantasy fun again. He says, I really think it's just sticking as closely to the template as possible. <laughs> he says, I know it sounds boring, but nothing ruins a match quite like not having the highest owned player. Yeah. <laughs> and that is actually a piece of advice that. 
not everyone listening is going to want to feel is going to want to listen to, but I do think that that is given where the game is right now, at least I think that that is kind of true. Um, and I think maybe I have to just accept that more. Maybe you do too. I don't know. You know, just accept that. I, I think it's, I think it's probably factual that that's the way the game is or is, is quickly going to, and it makes you, it, it it's it's disappointing in that like what i was just saying like one way to make watching fantasy watching football and then playing fantasy is to have players that you really love to yeah. watch and then yeah. you like the whole point is i get to marry these two things i marry games that i that are like competition yep. and i marry yep. my love of the premier league and yep. um marry kill right yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh, i I'm, you know unfortunately I, I i know where you land in that equation josh um yeah we're not talking about sandy Cazorla here brandon <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yeah like if the if 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 the goal is to win fpl then you really we have to really interrogate what fun means in that context if your goal is straight up to have fun then strategy is a little more malleable right yeah i mean this brings us to and i'm 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 just going to jump around here with with some of these questions but from bostol stian who says uh, taking a step back and realigning your goals might be a big one. It says, I've set myself up to be happy from the beginning with a hundred K goal. It says floating between 50 K and my end goal has been really good for my head this season. And, you know, I think for, we've talked about, we've talked about goals before we talked about goals at the yeah. start of the season. We've revisited them midway point. And, but I think sometimes I, I really, uh, don't know what my goal is. I mean, yeah. Cause you're right. If your goal is to win fantasy, like, good luck. You know, it's like, that's like, it's just going to be a hard thing to, to pull off, you know? And, um, and y- you might be kind of done immediately if that, if that's, if that's your one, one bad right. game making you're done. And so then it's like, okay, like what, you know, how, how quickly do you recalibrate? Right. Like if you, you know, um, have, okay, let's say, let's say your goal real, like genuinely was to finish number one overall, right. You yep. have a bad game week to start. Okay. Now my new goal is 500. Another bad game week to start. Okay. Now my new goal is 2500. <laughs> like, but I think for some reason in my head, I stop at 10 K. I'm just like, if I fall behind 10K, like, it's like I never can recalibrate beyond 10K, yeah. you know? And so I think that's something like, okay, I'm I'm at 34K right now. There's, what, eight game weeks to go. I've still got the triple captain chip. 10K might be reasonable. But, you know, if I, like, it's, it's like a reasonable goal to shoot for. Yeah. Uh, if, if I were 79K, then I probably should make a goal of like 25 K, right? It's like, you should be constantly shifting your, your goal. And then if yeah. you, you know, if you, if you exceed it, then you can, you know, adjust again right you can adjust upwards from there you know maybe hit it sooner than you thought i think that's something that's happened this season for me personally is adjusting goals and then you know a way to reach a kind of a long-term target in fpl is by by definition it's going to take you a longer period of time and there have been so many sort of interruptions to the status quo this season where i feel like any semi long-term strategy always has to be interrupted mid course. Yeah. Um, which, which is frustrating. And this, this ties into a great comment from Luke who says to make fantasy fun, stop caring about overall rank. Uh, we're all doing, we're all doing this. Uh, we're all going to be playing FPL until we die. (laughs) Is anyone going to care about 50 seasons of numbers at the end? You play for the moments or the elusive super high finish. At least I I do, uh, and I I agree with this to a de- to a Tough degree, words, Brandon. But yeah, I know. Yeah, I needed to hear this, Luke. But I do. I I 
I am very interested in the the story of my OR rank history. Yeah. And it makes for, me... You, th- well, I think for you, the story's coming to a close pretty soon. And I think that, so it is sort of, you know, we're in the final page. I only have so many ch- seasons <laughs> left. Yes. Final page or chapter. So yeah, it's like yeah. Coach Krzyzewski at Duke. Like we've got, I've got to win um, because yes. this is, this every, season is how people are going to remind game, like, there's me. There's a long me. tracking shot of you walking very slowly. He looked, yeah. I, he doesn't look as old on the court as he does walking into the stadium. He looked about 97 years old. Walking when Coach K was shaking hands with those state players after the game, he, he, he looked like somebody was like had to point him in a straight line <laughs> it was really incredible but like looking at or history uh it what i think about is weight loss like mm-hmm. I, I i've had like a bad run for like the last four years with like one good season in there <laughs> and I thought, think, about, I thought you were talking about weight for a second. Well, you know, I've, I've put on some weight over the last couple of years. I think a lot of people can identify with that. But the thing with weight is, like, you can't change it. Like, it, you can't you can't go back and, and say, like, I didn't do that. But the beautiful yeah. thing is, is the gym is always there. A better diet is always over there. You Just like your yeah. personal wellness can always turn that around. And you can lose weight. And you can feel yeah. better about yourself and whatever. And so the OR history, I kind of like that it's there as a motivating uh, tool to be like, wouldn't it be cool if in 10 seasons from now I can look back and see how I have then improved? So the the key here is to not look at your OR either during the season or in seasons past and be beaten back and to feel really bad about it. The key is to look at your OR and listen to the story that it's telling you and then take action to try and either change the course or just enjoy it or you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I I think about my OR story as well. You know, um, it's a, yeah, it's actually kind of funny because uh, I did one of those uh, meet the managers with um, Joe Lepper, you know, mm-hmm. our, our friend Joe. And um, I was like, great. You know, I get to go on there and talk about my uh, my excellent, uh, you know, <laughs> seasons or whatever. Sure. It's been the entire time of my worst season. You know, it was like <laughs> it was like I had one terrible year where I just refused to have like. It's like you've eight years ago now. It was the uh, Johan Kabai season, if I yeah, remember. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, and I refused to have Sturridge and Suarez or one of their one or one or both, whatever. Um, or yeah, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. And um, but you know, the narrative of the bad season was it was just he, the reason it is because it's interesting. You know, it's like when things go wrong, it is more interesting. You know, there's yeah. a better story. I mean, last year I finished 3K overall. I don't know if there's much of a story there. You know, it's like, it's just like, yeah, things went well. You know, I made yeah. good transfers. <laughs> I had all the players that I, I had high effective ownership players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this year it's like, you know, I'm at 35K and it's like, I can, I'm, I could tell you like a million stories. You have a million stories about yeah. this season, you know, uh, as, as do most managers. It's been a crazy year, you know, I mean, fantasy and, and otherwise. Right, you know, so. right, right. So, so with that spirit in mind, FPL veteran jumps in and says, Let's make this fit a game fun by playing your own game. Yeah. His biggest regret is always not following his gut. So um, as you think about this season and, you know, how it's become kind of a season where you've got, you know, bad stories to tell and good stories to tell. Yep. Are any of those stories from the season you not following your own gut? 
Yeah, uh, a lot of them, unfortunately. I think one piece of advice for me is I don't want to post my strategy, uh, like my transfer strategy on Twitter anymore. And uh, if I'm being completely honest and transparent, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, and this is a lot of, you know, dedicated fantasy accounts do this. It's, it's good conversation and it's a good way to talk to people and a good way to meet, meet people. And it's like, it's just good. You know, it's like, it's, it's good to, to get out there and talk to people. Like if you have a podcast like ours, we know, I always want to keep, you know, bringing new people into the fold and all that stuff. Right. And that's one way to do it. Uh, but for me, what ends up happening is people jump in and, 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 and usually they're critical, you know, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. They're just, they're, they just see it and they have advice, you know? Um, and so I mean critical in the sense that they have like a critique, you know, of what, of what I'm sharing. Um, and so often, um, you know, you see it and you're like, it gets in your head a little bit. Like I don't, I don't come at it from a combative perspective, you know, yeah. uh, people are like, oh, I don't know. It's a lot of like that, you know, the teeth emoji, you know, on, on, on Twitter or, sure. or just on, within emojis, you know, or it's like the, one of the best, the grid, one of the best. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic one. Yeah. You never want to see that when you post your team, you know, <laughs> uh, or when you're like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's yeah. my minus eight or whatever. <laughs> but I would say more often than not, like whatever strategy I had was actually better than, than the one I kind of yeah. turned into if I, if I let that kind of get, to, get in my head. And it's like, I, I, I kind of don't trust myself sometimes, even though I really should, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's, so I, I, I think that is something I'm going to, I'm going to stop doing as much because I just, and also I don't like that feeling. Like I don't, I don't, I, you know, it's like, it's one thing when the game week happens and you post, I don't mind posting my team once the deadline's passed, you know, mm-hmm. but to post it beforehand, I think that sometimes does mean, makes me feel like I'm, or you just want to be defensive either. You know, it's just not a fun spot to be sure. where you're like sort of defending your your choices or whatever. And so, I don't know. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't think it should be confused. Trusting your gut is the same thing as just being a total maverick. Because there are players out there who have fun by being a maverick and just doing things that are completely an affront to the template. And something something that I get confused about occasionally is like when I go with my gut, it's like, oh, I'm just going to bring in somebody I like and that's going to be cool. But not really respecting the fact that FPL at the end of the day is like a video game or or, it's not it's not the same thing as what's happening uh, on a premier league pitch. So you have to, you have to first accept that there are, um, there are not a lot of outs when it comes to a a fantasy team. And that doesn't mean that you can't be, you can't go with your gut or be occasionally a maverick. Um, if you're still adhering to common strategies at the same time, like there's always going to be two or three popular moves, uh, in any given game week and you know you can go with the one that is like a little less popular i'm not doing a really good uh, uh framing of this being, being a go with your gut sort of situation but um i just feel like you're not going to have a lot of fun if you're just like wildly maverick and not understanding that everyone else out there who's engaged is actually playing a pretty structured 
video game. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's it's funny. I, I when we started this conversation, I wasn't thinking that I would go into it being like, I just need to be a little more boring. Mm-hmm. But I honestly wonder if that's where my head is a little bit now because uh, another comment from Stephen Price is keep in mind uh, there are only a handful of players you want to do well each week and roughly 250 scoring against you. So it can be hard to focus on the positive outcomes. And I think that is um, that is something that I that was a problem I really had last year, which, you know, when the games were all on it, like every game had its own two hour block. I would watch every game from the most negative perspective. Right. I would mm-hmm. watch it like like even even if there was nothing good that could come of, you know, of watching, especially last year when there was nothing to do but sit, sit at home and watch games on tv you know sure. so um, all one one draws uh from uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, goal involvements from zero ownership fpl yeah. In sense. yeah you start like building a narrative like what's the perfect outcome of this game you know and and then sometimes that actually lets you down you know because that d- deviates from the narrative immediately and you're sort of you know it happened today a little bit you know where i sort of i felt like i, I should have gone into it just sort of being a little more accepting that like harry kane's gonna get like double digit returns in this game it just, you know because like early on it was like he um I thought that Sun had scored. It turned out he never actually touched the ball, right? And it was mm-hmm. an own goal. And then so Kane, you know, 150% ownership player that I don't have gets an assist. And the player that I captained whiffed, Buff, yes. you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Zuma own goal. And I was like immediately like off the rails, you know, just like that, like worst yeah. game week of my life, you know? <laughs> and I like to be dramatic. It's just like in my nature. And that, yeah. you know, everyone who knows me even probably just from this podcast knows that and that's just it's what we of, love about you josh it's just my personality for better yeah. or worse you know um so you know and so i was just like kind of spinning from there and it was like i that is something that i i really want to work on it's just like just like be like understanding that like there's a lot of things that are gonna happen every weekend that are gonna like make that are gonna hurt my team like they're gonna like you know mm-hmm. like they're gonna like make my rank worse they're gonna hurt my mini leagues they're gonna it's gonna like make things worse for me and like just but accept that that's just true. And it's true for everybody across the board and not just mm-hmm. me uniquely. And, you know, and I think that that's something that I have maybe gotten a little away from, you know, it's just like, like being a little more like Zen about bad things happening, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think that may be part of the tilt thing that I was talking about <laughs> earlier, which is just like, great. No, I've already had bad luck. And now this again, you know what I mean? And it's like, Oh, like one more thing, you know? And it's like, when you, when you think of everything in that, like roll your eyes, here's one more thing. Here's one more bad thing mode. Like that is, um, then you're like, you're really tilted. Right. Cause it's just, you're just like, it's like feeding your narrative that you are just like, the one manager who got screwed this year or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, that's just not a healthy way to, 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 to play, you know? Yeah. Now, now let's try to get healthy here. FPL George Gabriel says, uh, not the deepest, but honestly, I started saying to myself, it's just a game. Whenever I had a bad beat and then shrugging my shoulders and, and, uh, plowing myself into doing, uh, whatever I was doing with the family, et cetera. I think everything I've trained my brain, is to uh, just give less of a crap about it. Yeah. I, I thought I liked the way he said that. A few people had had some variation of that, but I, I like the way that he said that as almost like a thing you have to train yourself mm-hmm. to believe, you know? It's like, because <laughs> like, it's just a game is like the most, it's the cliche of all cliches to, yeah. a, to a degree, right? Right. But, but it is true. It is like literally true. You know? Sure. And that, that that's, you know, when you're saying I'm surprised that the solution to this uh, idea of making fantasy fun is to be a little bit more boring. And I think there's something to the idea of Josh. I think there was something to the idea of what I was saying earlier, I must say. Um, but the <laughs> idea of 
fantasy joining fantasy your love of games and your love of the Premier League uh, yeah. you play FPL is some people will play FPL and they feel like they are now trying to impact the outcomes of the Premier League and yeah. then you start to like just you have more invested in FPL than you do in the thing you liked originally the yeah, Premier League brought you into it yeah yeah and so it, you know George Gabriel is right it's just a game and if you can somehow dull dull down there's a better way to make this argument. I know it yeah. and I'll figure it out. But if you yeah. somehow dull down your, your level of like, I believe I'm, I'm going to be the smartest FPL manager, you just yeah. make it just more a, a compliment to your football watching, yeah. the better you'll be. Well, how do you think? Yeah. And I think that that's, um, I mean, some of this stuff really resonates with me. I'm curious what's resonating with you so far. Cause I know, I mean, certainly we've had pods, even just this calendar year where you've come yeah. into it feeling pretty, pretty bummed out and, 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 you know, um, just not feeling great. And like, what do you, what do you think for you would be, would be helpful? I'm just curious cause you and I don't necessarily have the same mental approach to the game. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Something that I have actually successfully done this season is focused more on my particular team, my individual team. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of comments here about your, your overall rank and, you know, checking your live rank and your mini league. Um, I, my, my team sort of lost the plot, uh, around the holidays and I've been really gratified just focusing on how I can improve my squad this season yeah and focusing less on what's going on around me in the mini league. I would yeah. love to do better in the mini league, but yeah. just, just seeing that I'm getting a green arrow any yeah. given week and taking the positive energy that I can from that. So I think, yeah. um, for me, like just focusing on myself, uh, and my own team and not taking into account any other, uh, FPL squad is something that's really helped me this season. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, I, I think you've said this before on a different podcast, but it, all it takes is like the smallest green arrow mm-hmm. sometimes to, to really, you know, like if you have any, any kind of optimistic bent, you know, and, and I feel this way too, as dramatic as I've been, like last week I felt fine. You know, I had a, or maybe I guess it was two game weeks ago. I mean, I, whatever, you know, like I went from, you know, I, I went up 4,000 overall or whatever. It wasn't a massive jump, but I was like, that was enough. Yeah. You know, that was enough for me to, you know, and so it's like, uh, uh, you know, this is still like, this game is ultimately still like, a, there's a lot of gambling involved, right? There's just yeah. like, you know, there's no, you know, the, you just want to come out, you want to have more good results than bad, you know? Yeah. And so, um, all right, well, just let's do like two more here, Brandon. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, I, uh, one was like a practical thing. And then one, I think is just the appropriate way to end, um, this, this podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, uh, FPL Raptor had a few and I, he said he, I know he was feeling this way. He said he, he was starting to feel like this and he had some universal advice. And one thing that I really liked, um, was the idea of taking a few more hits and you and I have been talking about this a little bit. He said, conservative play can he said, take, take a few more hits if I wanted to play or conservative play can be boring. And mm-hmm. I think I have finally, come around to the idea that it honestly just does make fantasy fun again to just have the (laughs) 92% ownership player, you know, Mm -hmm. and take an extra 0.4 to do it and Mm -hmm. a four point hit. And it's probably good strategy in general. And it certainly makes the weekend more fun, you know, to, to do that. Yeah. And so I, I can be a little too uh, shrewd with my budget and transfer hits and I will, I'll always 
try to be positive and will like the best outcome for the weekend. So I don't have the, uh, the favorite for the captaincy. I don't have the highly owned whatever player, but I can see, uh, a result in which I, I can survive this and I'm okay. And odds are I have a, a bad weekend and it's not fun. And instead, if I just change my brain to be like, you know what, it's probably actually better strategy and going to be a better outcome if I take the hit, get in that player. Yeah. Um, you know, and as we've been discussing, there is the counter argument of like, it's not fun to just bring in the player that everybody else has. But um, once the weekend starts, though, right, it's yeah. like you're just glad you have them usually. Yeah. And, right? and you'd need that green arrow on which to build the foundation of like, even yeah. if you're even if you're having a great season, you need another yeah. green arrow. Like yeah. the moment in like I I like you, Josh, I'm sure like when a new Jean-Claude Van Damme movie came out, this was like the best thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of amazing fight is going to end the Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme movie? What happens yeah. always yeah. is, you know. J, uh, you know, Jean-Claude finds himself backed into a corner. Things aren't really going his way. Yep. And then the, like the, the best moment of those fights are always right when the, the tables start to turn. Yeah. You know, of course there's always like the, the cool line before he like decapitates the guy with the spin kick or something like that. But yeah, I always like the fight, like right at the moment it turns. And, um, I think <laughs> yeah. that's what we're talking about with it's that like, green like arrow. Hulk I want Hogan, <laughs> it's like when Hulk Hogan suddenly became like impervious to pain, right? That used to be a big, you yeah. know, he'd get punched in the face and he'd just like stand there still, Start you know, shaking like, his head yeah, at his opponent. Exactly. Like you don't yeah. know what you just did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, I, I, you, I, for some reason, you said that I, I, I now wonder what, like, who the Jean Claude Van Damme is for like a thirteen-year-old kid today. You know, who is their corner? Oh. It can't be Liam Neeson, right? He's too old. Is it like Ryan Reynolds? Uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he, you know, right when Ryan Reynolds delivers that uh, the perfect quip at the end of yeah. Deadpool. There's still, I mean, there's got to be some corny Belgian action stars out there for the new generation, Brandon. We just maybe we just don't know who they are. You know. Uh, or maybe maybe they've wisely pivoted to to Asian <laughs> cinema, which is yes, right, much right. better action scenes. I'm are sure anyway. you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Final uh, final thought on how to make fantasy fun again. Brandon, it's from Randy Shafter. He says, find someone who's having a worse time than yourself and revel in their misery. Isn't that advice. the best thing? Isn't that the best <laughs> thing about this podcast, Josh, is every week one yeah. of us will have probably had a bad week. And you know, the other one gets to feed off of, you know, that energy. That is so true. I, I, it's, it's so ridiculous how, how, you know, but it's like, yeah, if I'm listening to some fantasy podcast and there's four people talking, you know, and one of them had a bad week, it's like, all right, well, at least somebody got a worse score than me. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you and know, I want to hear what went wrong, it, but yeah, I, I, yeah that's true. It's I rarely right? want to hear what went yeah. right for other yeah. fantasy managers yeah. because I probably already that, know. It goes back to that meet the manager thing, right? Yeah. It's just like doing poorly or having a bad week is just inherently more interesting, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, what went wrong? Like, let's talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if everything went right, it's like, you know, it's like the, you know, whatever the, all, all happy families are the same, you know, like the, on a Karenina, you know what, anyway, so I, Brandon, on that note, on that weird <laughs> mix of, of course and Karenina, uh-huh. um, thank you to everyone for listening. And we will be back with a proper game week 31 preview. Obviously we have an eye towards, you know, it's actually, it's a double game week 31 too. We should note because, um, mm-hmm. we do have that Burnley Everton double. 
And we'll talk about Gamic 33. Maybe you'll be, you'll have wildcard stuff that you can talk yeah. about as well. Um, so that's it. Um, a final note is, um, come on, U.S. men's national team, Brandon. This is uh, it's a big weekend for us coming up. Very important. And we've got some key players out, right? Like Weston McKenney's out. Uh, Maybe till like the late summer or fall. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a scary one. Yeah, but Gio Reyna, I think, is back. So that's, that's something. And I heard Sergio Dest has got an injury as well. We'll see. Yeah, not even, I'm not sure that's the worst thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, being a Barcelona fullback ain't what it used to be, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They had a nice win today. I watched, I watched some of the uh, El Clasico this afternoon. There you go. All right, Brian, one final thought or one final note here is, uh, uh, as I said at the top of the podcast, we really appreciate it. If anybody uh, you know wants to support the cheaters, um, hasn't done so already, if you know, I know we're getting close to the end of the season, but uh, you know, in the month of June, how, you know, how the calendar works out, you know, in between the game and the game launching, uh, you know, we won't charge people when there's no game and we're not, and we're not potting certainly. So, um, you know, if you're worried about that, then we do, we do pause those in the summer, but anyway, go to patreon.com slash I was cheating. And, uh, Brandon, do you want to thank you, our producer patrons? Of course, as always, big thanks to producers, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal. Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chinblur, Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Chib Marjoria, Rom Frost, AJ, Lin, uh, Jeremy Spiker, Lazaros Yanoas. Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Albert Poxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, Volger Paulson, Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and Zerkan. Rate, review, subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter where you get those classic Josh rants at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hell Cheaters, email us at hellcheaters at gmail.com, and visit our website where you can get a Make Fantasy Fun Again t-shirt for a price. It'll cost you. It'll, it'll cost you. <laughs> Go to alwayscheating.com. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.